0: listeners, and welcome back to the Skylight Podcast. You're here for another edition of Better Than the Movie, uh, the podcast where some booksellers and a very talented guest uh, come together to discuss uh, books and their film adaptations. I'm your co-host, Justin Reamer. I'm Tyler Austin. And sadly, our, our third normal host, uh, Alan Trailer, can't be here today. Uh, I blame The Curse of Misery, because if you'll remember, we were supposed to do this about two months ago, and that got pushed. Uh, but anyhow, we're, go- we're going through without Tyler, but with-, with a wonderful guest.
1: No, I'm here. I'm without <laughs> Alan. But a lot of people mix this up. That happens all the time. <laughs> you so, know, our thoughts are with you,
0: Alan. Wait, did I say Tyler? You said Tyler,
1: yeah. I- <laughs> Thank you
0: so much. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to cut that. That's going to stay in. <laughs> that That's the continued curse of, of Annie Wilkes. She's just like... I'm going to screw with your mind, you dirty birdie. Um, um, Our wonderful guest who's here. (laughs) Thank you for correcting me. Our wonderful guest who is here. He's a a writer, an improviser. He's the co-host of the Tool Queens podcast. Uh, Mark Rennie. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here. You are also... uh, it's a shame that Alan's not here because you and Alan and I also worked as booksellers That's at the last bookstore. True, we survived. Yeah.
2: We got out, we, <laughs> we made it to the other side, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That was the trenches.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
2: I thought when I got oh I'm gonna work at a bookstore, it's gonna be nice and chill. <laughs> oh no. I don't think there's any other bookstore like the last bookstore in terms of intensity.
0: Yeah. Because it's like a theme park, basically. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But
2: Skylight, you, anytime I walk into Skylight, even if there's a line, I'm like, this is nothing. <laughs> it's like people are relatively chill. Yeah, <laughs> It's
0: quiet. There's a tree in the middle of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The vibe is, is much better. Uh, so up top, before we, before we discuss uh, today's book and movie, um, Alan, Tyler, and myself have been picked by the American Cinematheque to be part of their uh, Friend of the Fest 2023 podcast film festival. Um, we are, we are introducing, uh, Sally Potter's film of Orlando on Sunday, August 27th at 4 p.m., uh, starring Tilda Swinton. Uh, we're going to introduce it like we're smart people, erudite people. Um, actually has, has Orlando been done on, uh, Two Old Queens? No. Oh, that would do, that would do good on. I would think so. It's a pretty gay movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right now, Mark, you're saying you'll be there Sunday, August 27th at 4 p.m. I might be in Las Vegas, but I'm not in oh, Vegas. Hey, all right, yeah, yeah, watching yeah. At, the,
2: at
0: the Los Feliz <laughs> Three, right next to <laughs> at the Los Feliz Three, right next to Skylight Books. So, um, go to the there, I'm sure there's still tickets. Go to the American Cinematheque website now, buy some tickets. Okay, business over. So, you're our guest. Yes, asked, asked you to bring a title, and actually, yes. I, I I sort of in the past few episodes have been making little jokes like, "What a perfect summer." book since it's very wintry in this book (laughs) but but, uh but actually i guess there's a documentary called king on screen that is opening in new york as we're recording this but is actually gonna i think come to la when this episode goes up so we're perfectly on time we're we're here to tie into the king on screen documentary in the zeitgeist and so because of that i think we should all talk about what we think of Stephen King, his books, his movies, let's let's have at it. You're the guest, so Me? go first.
2: Yes. Um well I remember like when I was I started reading him probably too young, because when mm-hmm. I was a kid you went straight from, you know, Judy Bloom to Stephen King. Yeah, there was yeah. no young adult. So <laughs> <laughs> I remember like in high school I was reading like the dark half. Oh yeah. And like a girl turned to me and like before math class she's like, What is that? I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's Stephen King she's like, It looks evil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't know. So I've just I've read him since always I think I've read like most of his novels. I've yeah. read like the Dark Tower series. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love they're so readable. Yeah, very, um, they're, very much so. Even like the bricks, like your eleven, twenty two, sixty threes. <laughs> you're under the domes. I burn through them. Oh wow! I burn through all his books. I don't know. I just find. I think I love his like characterization. Like he's really good at capturing like apropos of this book, like fanaticism. Mm like think of Carrie's mom you know oh, the woman yeah. in the mist you know followers in the stand you know what I mean I just think he's like and there's something so like creepy about like fanatics to me because yeah. you can't reason with them because yeah. they believe they're right you know what I mean it's not just, it's, just like, it's that conviction I don't know and it also seems like we see it in our like world everywhere so I think I don't know I just always find that really unsettling and Creepy, yeah, yeah, and also great short stories. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Tell totally. everyone if you haven't read King, just pick up like one of the old short story collections, yeah, like Night Shift, a night for shift sure. Skeleton Crew, yeah. yeah,
0: any of those. Have you have you like I haven't really. I tried to read the Mister Mercedes trilogy. but... I've it. read those, yeah. But have you have you kept up through like the present, like Fairy yeah, Tale? Yeah, I read Fairy Tale. Oh. Big disappointment though. First. <laughs> <laughs> First 200 pages are great, Uh
2: but then it gets into the fairy tale world, and you're just like, I don't care. I liked it when it was just, like, this teen meeting an old man and, like, Mm. helping him and bonding with the dog, and, like, but then it gets (laughs) into this, like, fairy tale world and, like, go back to the, like... Uh, slice of Life stuff. Yeah. But he had been in this bent of, like, crime fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, missed, like, the uh, Bill the Hodges series, I guess. Right, right, Like, they, get, they do get, like, a little supernatural
0: towards the end.
2: Oh, okay. But they are, like, you could tell, like, oh, he's been reading a lot of crime fiction. Like, he would gotten, like, this crime fiction yeah.
0: phase. Well, well definitely, because I watched, because I'd never seen it, I watched, like, the first... 10 minutes of the pilot of Mr. Mercedes with... Uh, so you gave it a chance. With Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I don't know that this is right, but... but uh, <laughs> <laughs> What do
2: you mean? It's wrong? <laughs>
0: I, I just like... It's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll finish. I'll finish it. The pilot I haven't least, watched it.
2: Oh, okay. Well, wasn't on like the AT&T network or something yeah, like something and, nobody now has. A, now it's on Peacock.
1: Oh. Like, like all
0: the great... Vanquished uh, networks like CISO and AT and T. Now it goes
1: the Peacock, the Black uh, Hole. just goggles them, bob, gobbles them up. Yeah, eats them up. You can also watch it on planes. I think.
2: Oh, yeah. well, that's a good option. <laughs> or
1: gas station yeah, television like
2: while you are filling gas. Okay. <laughs> the Mercedes is playing there. Honestly, I am not opposed.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and you know, uh, like Brendan Gleason and anything is is very watchable. But what sure. I what I was going to say is like watching it because for whatever reason. Uh, silence of the lambs has been on my mind i was like oh i think he's trying to do his thomas harris with like mr mercedes like sort of like having the story that tells it through the killer's mind and the the um the detective the detective's mind yeah tracking the them yeah. um yeah <laughs> but n- nothing super deep there just that that was <laughs> sure that that was my like oh it's like that okay and I'll watch this some other time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Fair enough. But what, okay. So, what about you, Tyler? What's your what's your King
1: history or your feelings or thoughts or This is probably my first King horror novel. Honestly, I've not read much. I've read no- novellas. I'm not. I was not a huge horror person, mm. really. Still, even. But uh, my mom was as a kid. Oh, so like every Mother's Day or like for her birthday. I'd go out and get her like the most fucked up looking book I could find <laughs> really? with Stephen King's name on it <laughs> at the cool. grocery store, and she'd love it. I remember like Bag of Bones is what yeah, she yeah. loved, or and and so they were all on the bookshelf as a kid growing up, and like It and Tommyknockers yeah. and all these horrifying looking titles on this on this bookshelf, and I was just like, I don't want. Anything to do with those whatsoever, <laughs> and so I never really read them. And I've, I, mean, I did like Stand by Me or or uh, The Shawshank. I read like those, sure, just the adjacent stuff, which I've always liked. But I, this is probably my first like true Stephen King horror. Oh, interesting. Novel. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And Not to get ahead of ourselves, but Spoiler. he's a good he's a good writer. This guy <laughs> turns out turns out <laughs> Stephen King. The hype is there. And uh, he got a short one too. And for it, him, yeah. this yeah. is yeah. Yeah. like
2: lean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was
1: very readable. Like I knocked it out very quickly. Yeah, it was just you just keep flipping I well mean.
0: that's the thing like so so my experience was i i started probably even younger and i feel like i read needful things at like age 11 or something <laughs> yeah and like that one's a honker that's like 800 and that's pages. the last
2: castle rock story is it that's how it was that's my i have a copy and it uh-huh. says it's the last castle rock because he that's the town a lot yeah, of, yeah, yeah. and so this is because i thought doesn't the town blow up in the end and like it explodes essentially <sighs> I I remember. I
0: could be wrong. I remember. Yeah, there's there's a very apocalyptic ending to the book, and then I went to see the movie, and I was like, "Well, that's not how the book ends." Yeah. But and then like as time has gone on, I'm like, "Wait, he doesn't always come up with the best endings either." Just no. Like, let's let's blow notoriously up notoriously goofy <laughs> endings a lot of times. Um, but yeah, I guess I never, I never thought to track it as like, like that's the last one he said in Castle Rock because there was the series Castle Rock that brought it back and all right. That. I never watched that. I didn't either. But um, but yeah, I, I had a similar thing. I basically started too young. I also think I read the, the dark half, uh, too young, and I'm just like, if my parents knew the the cursing and sexual descriptions in these <laughs> yeah. books. They would, they would probably not let me go on, but they don't, and here I am. Right? Uh, <laughs> Um,
2: it was fun yeah. to like start like because when I started reading him, he already had like such like a huge library to yeah. like f- discover and like oh I haven't read this one or like going to a used bookstore and finding ones you hadn't read or heard of because necess- like this was all pre internet too so you're not quite yeah. sure like oh cool cycle of the werewolf like an illustrated you know like yeah. that kind of shit was like
0: yeah. my jam yeah that was the thing so like I I brought out this this hardcover of misery that I prove it's
2: hardcover and- knock on it. There we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, yeah, audio medium uh, that I had in my dad's basement, along with some other steam. I had I had the like the collection of the four Bachman books, which mm. I snagged too because I was like, oh, one of them is no longer you can't get it anymore. in print because it's about a school. I mean, well, it's, it's rage is what you're yeah, referring rage. to.
2: It's because they found because it was sold individually as like yeah. pulp paperback, but it was had been found in like the lockers of like two actual school shooters. Yeah. So King himself said, "Let's pull this one." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you have to buy the other three individually.
0: Yeah, and you um, can't. Yeah, you can't buy the full. But
2: Bachman I do books. have my copy of the Bachman books. Nice. I have two copies of the Bachman books. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> They're like the one books I'll never. I have on my King. I'll never like. I have my. I have a paper, mass-market paperback of It, like, from, like, 87. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, the big, you know, one you get in the drugstore. Like, they don't make them that size anymore. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I've read that one twice now. And I think it was exactly 27 years apart when I read it. Oh, wow. That's cool. It Because I reread it right before the movie, the last movie came out.
0: Wait, have you seen, like, the movies now? Have you seen, like, It or It Chapter 2? Or Did not watch those. Oh, wow. Uh,
1: so you're, like, not horror. I really am not horror. I mean, I will, if it's, like, someone will tell me this is a story. Cold classic horror movie, I'm like okay, mm. I'll watch it, but I'm not a person who's just gonna go like watch every horror movie or, or most. You're not gonna movies. see the mangler, yes, yes exactly. <laughs> this is not my idea. Or, or yes, but a Carrie, a Carrie, exactly. Sure. A Carrie, I've seen exactly, Palma. Or yeah, i yeah, the, sure. the Carpenter, uh, exactly. I've seen Misery eh. already. I had seen Misery before, I'd watched that one on AMC oh, okay. at some point, so I was not like the first time seeing it because that was on, but. Yeah, no, I was not yet yeah, going deep into the into the well. Well, basically. now here here's a little. Se- have you seen um, the Dead Zone, the television program? No, 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 the Cronenberg. Oh, I. You know what? I've With not seen Christopher Walken. I've not seen that. Well. I've see, I've seen the Dead Zone, the TV show. <laughs> I've not. I've watched episodes. Anthony <laughs> Michael that Hall on UVN or whatever. That <laughs> yeah, was,
2: yes. i it ran for like five seasons. Long time. A lot of, lot of episodes.
1: I mean, yeah. it's, it's a great premise. Yeah, yeah it's good. Which, but I've not seen that one no. Uh
0: because what I was going to say is, like, I, I wanted to highlight some of my favorite both book and adaptation, mm. and I think the Dead Zone book is one of my favorite books, sure. and I think that that's one of the best, like, not 100% like, – m- like, Misery today, not 100% faithful, but, like, right. so nails the book – in movie form that i'm like oh this is great I yeah love
2: it. i also don't care if like things aren't faithful like um, if misery movie was totally faithful to the book it'd be like this is unpleasant yeah. like this yeah. is too much it would be like <laughs> yeah. michael hanukkah or something like <laughs> yeah, that it'd just be like i think the audience would just like check out emotionally at some point you know yeah. um so i'm okay if they like take liberties with it and, like adapt it we'll always have the book books not changing Yeah, yeah, yeah. so do what you want with it so, so I'm okay with loose adaptations.
0: I guess since you don't have much of a, a king back, would you say Misery is your favorite king? Or Shawshank? Or? Uh,
1: I mean, Shawshank. At this point, yeah, I probably just maybe recency bias. I would say Misery. of the three I've seen, <laughs> okay. it, it's it's up there. It's in the top three for sure. Okay. Probably one. I'll give it the one spot. Yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, I will also say I, his crime fiction is great. I do like. Like Later is really good. I did. I love Later. Later was scratch. great. I did. That's probably oh, nice. one of the the ones I'd read that was like, oh my god, why am I not reading more of this guy? That's, yeah,
0: that's the thing. I've I've bought some.
1: of those like, I bought Joyride, but I I haven't I haven't uh, cracked them yet. Which and that's all partially because of you know Richard Bachman. Richard is a reference to Richard Stark, who's Donald Westlake's pseudonym for uh, the Parker series, and that's how they got him at the hard case crime. Are you a big like crime? i go- crime, crime
2: yeah. fiction. Yeah,
1: yeah. I that's love all cool. That stuff. That's 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 my horror is is crime. Okay, genre stuff. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So and but and so we see he loves all that stuff too. Yeah. That, so uh, which I appreciate and I like all that. Yeah. So his crime stuff I've been really enjoying actually as well. Did you read the Bill Hodges trilogy? That I have not read. So is that should I get into that?
2: The first one has a problem that Misery also has when he uh, writes black characters. <laughs> I, I was oh, gonna, uh, oh, my God. Uh, yes. Yeah, we should get he into that. over that. Whoa, when he writes was... the second and
0: third ones of the Bill Hodges one, like, I think he got the note finally. Oh, my God. It's yeah. like okay, two things, Stephen. The weird references to Vampire Weekend, like we get it. It's two thousand nine, and and oh, black yeah. characters, <laughs> obviously yeah. not Misery. The Vampire Weekend. Reference. I was going to say,
2: I, like, when was that? But I just, also, I just yeah. For I,
0: some reason, there's this long runner about Vampire Weekend in Mister Mercedes, and I'm just like, okay, I, I get it. All right. Someone told him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he
2: probably had like a grandchild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Hill's there's kid this is cool like. Band. <laughs> uh, no.
1: right don't write them in the patois you don't have to do it <laughs> no go for it
2: <laughs> one of my favorite adaptations though is uh doc- i think it's underrated dr sleep oh, which i think yeah. is really good yeah i haven't
0: did. read the book but i did like the movie a lot
2: have you seen the direct the longer almost three hour version i don't
0: think i have i think i only saw the two and a half <laughs> it's hour. pretty good yeah that's what, that's what I've heard is that's one where like if they add back in characterization and yeah. it makes it better yeah yeah,
2: yeah 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 that's one where it's like oh that it should be impossible for both Stephen King and like Mike Flanagan to do a sequel to The Shining mm-hmm. but they both
0: did I know I think they're both fun and that, one's, yeah. and that one I thought was really interesting not having read the book just being like understanding he's trying to both do the adaptation of that book, but also do the sequel yeah. to the Kubrick. And I think it really it's pulls such it off. It's a
1: tightrope. Yeah, you have to walk. For really that. pulls it off. That, yeah, have I have not seen Doctor. Okay, okay, I've seen The Shining, but I didn't. All right. I didn't, have not seen
2: Maximum Overdrive? I have seen Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive is great. <laughs> I, that's
1: that's, I that's mean, a blast. Some of his best work. Uh, I think it's a blast. <laughs> it's a lot.
0: Of As fun. I said, I, I rewatched it about a week ago. Um,
1: It's a blast. Right? As part of a film series. Is it good? No. No. As a film series, that was was the theme of it. I
0: was was inspired to do a double feature of movies directed by cocaine. (laughs) Sure, that's a good one. We also watched uh, the sequel to Saturday Night Fever, Staying Alive, ostensibly directed by Sylvester Stallone, but very much directed by By cocaine. cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, that would be a great one for your podcast. Have you, have you staying done staying alive? alive? We haven't, oh, I've would... never
2: seen it. I've also oh. never seen Saturday Night Fever.
0: Oh, it's the thing is, I think people go into Saturday Night Fever expecting it's like, oh, it's, it's like a fun, goof- yeah, yeah. fun yeah, yeah. Disco. and it's like a dark coming of age story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whereas staying alive is basically like a 30s let's put on a show musical. Every and, like still I've seen reminds me of Showgirls. Yes, like a Vegasy, yes. glitzy. The the climactic musical at the end of Staying Alive is, um, yeah, it's Showgirls basically. Yeah, Staying <laughs> Alive also a good alternate title for Misery. Oh,
1: that exactly.
0: Yeah. Thanks for bringing us back. Yeah. Um, I think I think we've done enough of our up top. Chad and let's let's get into misery the book by stephen king misery the movie written by william goldman and directed by rob reiner um shot by barry, barry sonnenfeld. sonnenfeld okay
2: here's the nerds
0: well because because i i took notes but like one of my notes is very specifically about when the sonnenfeld lens kicks in then you're like oh now the movie's always oh, like little, the canted angles and stuff like that like like taking the 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 um, close-up of Kathy Bates with the wide angle so yeah. she looks weird. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was or, like, oh, now we're in Sonnenfeld
1: land. There it we felt go. very Coenzy, Like, his... Like, I felt a lot of, like, the close-up-y things that mm. they do. And, like, it was like, oh, this is... Yeah, this is his... They, he also directs Coen, Or he also shoots Coen Brothers movies, for sure. Like, it was, like, perfect. And I was like, oh, what a great tone for this. It's, like, kind of off-kilter Especially funny. Especially for
2: something that could be, like, on paper. So, like, dull. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. like, in one room, essentially, for, like, 75% of the movie. Yeah.
0: Well, and also, like like... Getting, I'm not getting ahead or getting it. What uh, that William Goldman eventually takes his script and turns it into a Broadway play, mm, like yeah. makes a lot of sense. But but one of the things that I thought was odd is is there's only three characters in the play. It's um, Paul Sheldon, the writer in the bed, uh, Annie Wilkes, the nurse, and Misery Buster. The pig.
1: Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Did they cut out Misery, the, Misery pig? the pig? How dare damn, they? Damn it, it Bill Goldman.
1: Um, Buster, the sheriff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is the
0: thing he totally made up. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> and works. Yeah. yeah.
0: Works. We love them. Him and his wife. They're so good. They're oh So my cute God. together. Oh, that's actually something real quick too, is like I was, I was doing a throwback to listening to audio, like Stephen King audiobooks books. Oh, a bit, that's fun. And I love the Dolores Claiborne audiobook. first off. Cause that book is basically just a monologue.
2: Oh, but yeah. but
0: the audiobook is read by the actress who plays Virginia, Frances Sternhagen, and oh, she is so good. That's in that so role. cool. It's just
2: I I love. It. That's a great recommendation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also
0: super. a good adaptation that movie. I it's been so long, but but yeah.
2: Jennifer J. Selene, Kathy Bates. Oh again. yeah,
0: the return of Kathy Bates to, yeah. the, to the to the. So as he as he trails off. So you've become the synopsis guy. Give us a quick synopsis so we can start tearing this apart. It will be very
1: spoilery this episode because it can't not be. It can't so. not be. So we start with Paul Sheldon, internationally beloved author and playboy. <laughs> 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 he, he's about to he's about to finish his new novel, Fast Cars. He actually he just finishes it. He always goes to Colorado to finish the book. He's driving west to to free himself because he's also just killed his most popular character in a book that's just about to come out, Misery. Uh, Misery's Child is the book that's about to come out. Mm. He's driving west in a snowstorm. He swerves off the road. He breaks both of his legs in the car crash. He's pulled from the wreck, saved miraculously, and brought back to this woman's house, who is Annie Wilkes, his number one fan, and... In the book, it, I I would just say it, it happens much more quickly. You realize that she's an absolute nutbag maniac and is like holding him against his will, and is and is and slowly but surely, once she finds out that misery is killed in the new book, she she buys it and she forces him to burn his new manuscript. He only has one copy, and then to start writing another one uh, that brings misery back from the dead. And then over the course of this time she basically breaks him psychologically and physically until he is a husk of a man who has only the barest will to survive and yeah. basically that's i mean I, I don't there's not much more plot than that that's pretty yeah. much it it's pretty well, straightforward well i mean in the
0: comparison i think first off we can we can talk about like in the book we know so quickly that yeah. she's psychotic yeah um and and she doesn't try to hide it the way that the version in the movie does, and yeah. and I tried to listen to um, William Goldman has uh, a commentary track on the disc. I tried to listen to it, but he literally pretty much stops talking after ten minutes, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I, I just watched the movie. I'm not going to watch the I movie again. It. But like, basically, he's like, yeah, our whole thing as we were looking at it is like, well, we've got to get through the first act before you totally know she's crazy. Yeah, and so like. So like he he talks about ways that that they're trying to like well we got to we got to lay down the groundwork of what happens but also not not spoil so soon that like he's really in for it and he doesn't know he's really in for it yet. But the thing that's really funny too about William Goldman is that after 10 minutes he's like yeah, I don't know. If, if you didn't know this was a thriller, I don't know what you would think this movie is like. Are they going to fall in love? Like, what yeah. what
1: even happens here? I mean, it's almost the plot of a Hallmark movie. Like, it's right there. <laughs> sure. Big City Just a comes to Colorado, yeah. burst back to health by his number one fan. A down-home woman. <laughs> down-home woman. It's, it's, yeah. it's like, perfect, yeah. But yeah, like, I,
0: I even was kind of curious, so I timed it, and it's like, we don't see her face until, like, minute seven, and we don't get, even get, like, like, her shaving him and the weird close-up on the razor until, like, minute 17. Mm. And then she doesn't... It's not until she learns that Misery Chastain has been murdered in the book that, she fi- that we finally see Annie Wilkes' True Colors at, like, minute 28. But before that though doesn't she like
2: she's does she's read his new one his untitled one and it's like there's too much swearing.
0: Oh you're right. I That's before you're right. that. And, like you're she's right. like spill the yeah. You're right. The, the facade Stupid. does slip. Yeah. yeah. And and that there's a I lot of that, that. there's that a lot a great, of that in the I, there's a lot of that in the book that isn't so much in the movie where she's constantly blaming him for what like, made me do. Yeah, right. Is yeah. yeah. like you made me spill this soup. You made me murder
2: that guy. <laughs> the thing I like about the book that, like, it's hard to do in a movie. Just how his, his description of like the pain, the physical pain that Paul is yeah. in, is so, like the metaphor of like the pier, of like the yeah. water coming, the tide coming and showing the pylon, like yeah. covering the pylon. Like, it's there but it's like covered. And I just thought that's such like an evocative way to describe it. Like he's really good at like getting you in their head of like what that feels like.
0: Yeah. Well, it also just feels so more. Desperate and hopeless in the book because, like, you can tell that his legs are shattered in a way that will not heal naturally, right? And shouldn't in the movie either. But it's kind of like, well, there's sort of healing. All right, whatever.
1: Do okay on them, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, yeah, and also in the similar way that the way that he realizes he's getting hooked to the pills. I love all that stuff. Yeah, and like, it just like makes it seem so impossible. Like that's that's the thing that's great in the book is it feels so impossible and you can tell it's so stacked
2: against him. Yeah. But when, then I love that twist where he generally starts to enjoy writing yep. misery's yes. return. Like I love yes. that you don't know, like the writing process of it all and like how he described yes. writing yes. and stuff is so like evocative. He's so good at that. So I mean like I feel like fifty percent of his main characters are always writers mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah. Um but I love all that stuff.
1: Yeah. That was the stuff that I was like could not go in the movie. You right. just, it's boring to look at someone oh, at a typewriter. Right. But it's fascinating in the book like you're reading in the way he's exactly the falling into the hole in the paper is yeah. such a great phrase in terms of like he's getting lost goes away it. yeah, yeah. And he's just there and yeah exactly like it's his escape and that's his drug like he's like as much as I'm yeah. hooked on the norm I'm, I'm hooked on writing this book now and it's like that's well I mean you know that sounds like Stephen King he, yeah he's, he's hooked on writing he's hooked on drugs I mean yeah uh,
0: and and that's the thing too is like he it, in the book it it becomes about him still feeling that sense of ownership and like love toward this book he hates. Whereas in the movie, like James Conn is so stubborn and impudent that you never get a sense that he's ever doing it anything but just to save his own skin. Right,
2: right. He doesn't feel like you. He has
0: a personal connection to what he just wrote. Yeah, or it didn't mean anything to him. Which is why eventually he can so easily do what he does. But in the book, it's more of a sort of like.
1: Uh, the so bait and switch i guess i
0: i get spoiler non-spoiler so like like eventually he burns the book like he the the book he's been he's been writing this whole time he lights on fire and and when james Conn does it you can see it as sort of like an ultimate fuck you and he's like i've always been like ah, ah, ah. But in, in the in the book, it definitely feels more like... Um, well, in both versions, I feel it is a ploy to get
2: her to lean down so we yes. can bash her with the typewriter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But I think mm.
1: in the movie, he actually burns the book. Right. As opposed to in the book, he... High- he doesn't. All- oh, right. He That's high- right. He just burns notes. I almost forgot that. And then they print it And, it and again. then it becomes printed, and he's like, they print a million copies on the first run, and it's like, it's going to be huge. And
2: I have to yeah. say, from the snippets we read, I don't know if Fast Cars sounded all that great. <laughs> I that
1: exact note. I was like, that was insane. Sound
2: that good? Uh, I don't know if Paul Sheldon is the w- person who should be telling this story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Take my career on it after killing my most popular character. I'm like, a, yeah, I'm a young Hispanic car thief. Yeah. Like,
2: like, I don't know if that's your story to tell, Paul. But. Yeah. And, and just so, the
1: brief moments. Of, oh, he's could he light a fire in the theater and then sneak the cop out. of so crazy. Like, mm, I don't know. I don't know what you're going for there. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like the the author of um of a a bodice ripper suddenly writes Carlito's Way. Or yeah.
1: Like yeah. I get, to be fair, based on the ch- the long chunks we get of Misery's Return, I also don't know if that's good. To be <laughs> fair, like, I think that well, maybe that's supposed to be Well, exciting. so that's the
0: thing, too. So so portions of, of uh, uh, this I listen to on the audiobook read by Lindsey Krauss. Always got to do the oh. audiobook because there's only so much time every month to read. Um, But it's very funny when they do the snippets from Misery's Return because she's doing these like haughty English accents. But then when she has to do the African characters that Paul Sheldon writes, she also has to be like, oh, boss, uh, the boss, but I'm not going to go too into it. But it's just like, oh, that makes it double yikesy. First off that he wrote it and then that you have to say it. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's real like his his vision of of like well i guess it's i guess it is supposed to be like like uh medieval africa or whatever, but it's still basically like from it's a like 19- the 1800s or something okay yeah yeah but still like from uh like a 1930s movie like yes. like like Man- yeah. mantan yeah. moreland is in africa
2: yeah yeah <laughs> like- yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But I do like how, like, goofy the, like, this all that stuff with, like, the bees. Like, I did like all that stuff, because it's, like, so weird. It, it yeah. is pretty strange, yeah. And it is it very is. funny in the book when he, like, smashes the window and just starts screaming, Africa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Africa! Africa! Because <laughs> when he was a kid, he identified with his bird in a cage at the zoo right. from Africa. Yeah, yeah. Just for people at home. Or in their car. I don't know where they listen. Yeah, yeah um, Exactly so he's all, there's all this theme of Africa throughout but it's yeah, very yeah, like, funny like
0: this the... this captive bird from Africa yeah so, yeah like, something so when he's, subtle metaphor when he's ex- <laughs> when he's exposing his, his captivity he yells Africa <laughs> he definitely
2: seems to go much more like uh, insane in the book
1: definitely yeah. yeah
2: well everything in the book is a lot more high. I forgot in the book about the like cutting off the thumbs yeah Yeah.
0: and like then using it as a birthday candle like she is so twisted oh my god yeah well I I saw I think it might have been on the wikipedia or something but he talked about how his original premise was that at the end the the misery's return would just be bound in his skin and he wouldn't survive and then at some point he realized he can't make it through this book and he doesn't survive like yeah like as as fun as it would be for me the writer to bind his (laughs) like bind the book with his skin maybe uh no (laughs) yeah I think that's a good call it Uh, does have a hopeful ending yeah I'd say both do Yeah. yeah the the version in the book he is like so much more damaged about it yeah and and like him even just being able to like be like what's that kid maybe that kid could be inspires like is like okay he's not totally ruined but right. in the movie it's a little bit more of like sort of a clever like almost like leaving room for misery too of like he sees he sees Annie in the in the uh, not really leaving room
2: for misery. I'd say like, I think I'd rather read Misery's Return than the higher education of J. Phillips. Stone. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> Just like what? I guess it's like a Tom <laughs> Wolf kind of book or something. Like Yeah, with what that is font there? on the cover. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is like Tom Wolf? What is this? It has to be something like
0: literary. Like make it something look literary.
1: Yeah, yeah he's yeah. a serious writer now. It's, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a Yeah. serious writer guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, well, which, and that's yeah. the
0: funny thing too, is that like in the book his alternative is just, like, is essentially, like, another genre thing, just not his genre. Right. But in the movie, it's like, I'm telling a personal story. I'm talking I about... I think you'll
1: get awards. <laughs> <laughs> Laura McCall is great. She's really yeah. good at this. She's oh, really yeah. Good. It, a special appearance for Yeah. What crediting, I mean, yeah, she's amazing. She's really fun. Oh.
0: I mean, I mean, everyone in the movie is so good. Like, that's the thing, Is is is... Rob Reiner went from, like, one of the best directors ever who made, like, five fantastic movies in a Incredible. row a to just to just like has he does he not know what, he's on twitter <sighs> now i think <laughs> <laughs> he's just on twitter retweeting john cusack or something but like but like he definitely had, had the juice at this moment that he was like like i'm gonna get great actors and if i don't if i don't have like a star like it's still gonna be like you know richard farnsworth as as the so. cop uh francis sternhagen is is what like just like everybody pops like even um In his, like, one brief scene, the desk clerk guy... Oh, at the end, yeah, who's who's like yeah, in Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, and like what's up, Doc, and stuff. Like, mm. um, I was just like, oh yeah, that guy, that guy's great. And even just in his one scene, he as the as talking one
1: second of J T. Walsh as right? the cop being like, he's gone, he's dead for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they're like oh, J T. Walsh is killing it. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Farnsworth is so good though. He's just so charming. Like from the jump, where he's oh, I'm the the sheriff of here to sheriff of there. Yeah, I'm a pretty yeah, good fishing guide if you need help. And you're
2: like, <laughs> I love this man. <laughs> I love the relationship with his yeah. wife. Oh, Which I
1: think is so important because like, that is all an invention of the movie. And it's like kind of interesting to be plotting it that way to kind of shorten up the time frame that he's there. Yeah, But then it's also great because Kathy Bates obviously is psychotic throughout the entire movie. But she's also just such on the other side of the line of charming that I think almost up until the moment that she kills Richard Farnsworth with a shotgun, you're still almost a little on her side. Like, you know, like, just like that's really the nail in the coffin of being like, he got to kill her. He's got to kill her. Yeah. He yeah. Can't, she can't kill yeah. sweet she Richard Farnsworth. Buster? Buster's too sweet. He was too good for this world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that that's the thing that's nice
0: about that addition of like Buster being a real character is that like in the book there's like random cops that show up and one who gets like run over with, with a lawnmower. lawnmower. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: <laughs> so but, crazy. But like, who are who are these people? Who cares? But right. but like, Buster, we really we're like rooting for him and and like i
2: remember when i saw in the theater his death i don't because i think i saw the movie before i read the book sure and so i remember his death it was like shock i was like that scare i jump and i'm not like a big jumper but it's such like a good jump yeah. scare
0: yeah i think it, i think because there have been enough years between my watchings i think it's gotten me at least twice so definitely first time and i feel like at least on one rewatch i was like oh shit, right yeah <gasps> um but but it is funny that like it was in my head enough that when i rewatched it this time i was like Oh, is the opening cause the opening scene where he's driving in the car, in the book he's listening to Bo Diddley, but in the movie he's listening to Junior Walker's shotgun. And I'm like, is, oh, this, is this foreshadowing? A, is this a uh, weird like yeah. like inside joke? Like if you've seen the movie more than once, you know the uh shotgun, good. shoot him while he runs. Like, I don't know, like yeah. Could be. Yeah, yeah. Um there's nothing in the commentary about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well. Maybe it's just a cool song that felt upbeat. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the I guess adaptation and the commentary. Uh, so Goldman, William Goldman, like one of the great screenwriters, kind of like a screenwriter emeritus, basically. <laughs> sure. It, it gets
0: to do. He, he did write Dreamcatcher though, so. Eh, well, I he, mean, hey, he, nobody's he, perfect. Yeah. You're yeah. the
1: comet. Look, they all hate you. There's good and bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all the Presidents Men, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Yeah, he's got a few classics. Uh, he does okay, pretty okay. good. He does pretty good, and was basically just like a guy who had an office at Castle Rock. So, like, any time they had a movie, Reiner would be like, you want to, like, do punch-up on this for a lot of money? And he'd be like, sure, I'd love that. Uh, But so he wrote about this in his uh, Which Lie Did I Tell? The, like, Mm -hmm. misery stuff. And the adaptation, he's like, you know, I read the book. I thought it was great. It's in, like, you know, if I want to adapt something, I have to read it, like, ten times. And if I still feel strongly about it, then, like, I want to do it. And he was like, the pivotal scene for him is the hobbling scene. And I guess it was this very, it was a point of contention. He wrote the script. And they tried to get George Roy Hill to direct it first. Wow. They went out to him because Reiner was just going to produce it. Reiner wanted to produce it. And he was like, "You, Goldman, you should write it." And for the
0: for the listeners, he did like Slap shot and, and of course Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, kid. Uh, yeah.
1: Waldo Pepper. He'd also directed another uh, Goldman script. So he big you know big director, and he turned it down because he's like, "I can't do the lopping scene." And he's like, "No, no, it's a hobbling scene. It's not a lopping scene." And so then they're like, "Okay, fine." Rob Reiner's like, "I'll just direct it." So they go back to LA and they go to the Castle Rock offices, and like every other day they did a poll amongst all the employees who were reading it, like pro hobbling, con hobbling, basically. (laughs) And so, like, Goldman would get an update back in New York, be like, three votes for hobbling. Good day for the hobblers. Like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And so then finally he's like, that's the best scene in the movie. It's the scene that makes the whole movie. She's doing it. This horrible, torturous thing is an act of love. It it makes the movie. And he's he's like, I finished the script. Reiner does one more pass. I go to see the movie, and she uses a sledgehammer instead of an axe, and he's like it kind of broke his heart, but then he's like and with time, he's like, oh no, but if she'd actually lopped his foot off, and then uh, used a blowtorch a to yeah, ca- cauterize the wound, it would have ruined the movie, and he's like, I was wrong even though I was like, head over heels Passionate for that one moment, which I thought is pretty fascinating. It would have
2: turned into like what is like ostensibly like almost like a Hitchcocky and a thriller into like Grindhouse, and like yeah. I don't think she would have gotten the Oscar if she like took oh, an axe to it. Yeah. She is also watching it again. I was like really focused on her. Was like she plays like you see every side of it. You see her when she's joyful, when she's depressed, when yeah. she's like pissed off when she's like sad you know what I mean you yeah. see she's at, like this di- you see the diamond fa- every facet of her agreed she's that, incredible it's like so funny good. too she's yeah. so funny in it it's not so afraid good. to look ridiculous Winking. Yeah.
1: Oink. oh my god <laughs> come on oh the moment where I was like she is a national treasure is the she does her like twirl Mysteries alive Yeah, 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 alive! yeah, yeah. That's a I'm great gonna go one. put on my Liberace <laughs> records and
2: the just... Liberace was new is that a new th- oh, yeah, I yeah, mean that, that was not in the in book right yeah. or it's not as heavy which is which, it's also perfect that Annie Wilkes would listen I was also on the drive over I was like man Annie Wilkes would be like so into like Facebook oh, <laughs> right yeah. you know what oh, I mean like because I do yeah. feel like there is something like this feels very like it still feels like relevant today just like how fandoms have become uh, oh, yeah. actualized <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean like TikTok has turned everyone into conspiracy theorists and like there is like every fan like there's fandoms have become like so intense now that they are they do have like a sense of entitlement over like these things that they're
1: Supposedly, fans of right. Oh, yeah. She'd be running the Paul Sheldon subreddit. Yes, she'd be a moderator. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, people left. And yes, right. uh, drunk with power. Yes, just absolutely insane. Yeah, no.
2: Because I do sure. feel like it was like this kind of behavior is like normal now. Like, is yeah. maybe not even like read is yeah. like strange.
1: Yeah. It, yeah.
2: Because, uh, <laughs> like, you just look at, like, the Marvel movie or, like, you know, comic yeah. book fans are, like, now, like, they insist, like, we you owe us
1: this. Yeah, where's our fan service? Yeah, and, it and if it's not
2: there, we're mad. And I just feel like, oh, they're, everyone's, like, a little Annie Wilkes, which yeah, is yeah, what yeah, makes yeah. her scary, which is why I think she's such an iconic character. Yeah.
1: which And I really liked, in the movie, they set up a little even more so that she was, like, she was aware that he's in the area. Because it does feel like, I, it's one of those things, It's like I mean, in the book it works as almost like a contrivance, but you just you, have to I accept it, right? Accept it, yeah. it as the premise, but it's like, and they're like, oh, I knew you were there, and, you know, I'd go up and look at you writing, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, that's that makes kind sense. of sweet, but kind of weird. And then you're like, oh, I see what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: because in the book, isn't it something like there's just like some treacherous point where also she... There was another or or was it just she stashed his car in a place where she had stashed another guy's car that she had murdered she, like pushed it down the into the river or something
2: and it, like got washed away yeah, but yeah, then it was a, still found right yeah right exactly yeah. and a fun shining connection in the book overlook yeah, right over over well we don't yeah. get that in the movie
1: no no <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's okay <laughs> yeah yeah
1: Oh, which, uh, oh! I was gonna, about the lopping scene or the hobbling scene, which yeah, yeah. is—I mean, the way his foot. The way I'd Brutal. be interested to in know how oh they God. did that exactly. That Perfect.
2: image has always, ever since I've seen the movie, has been burned in my brain. It's yeah.
1: so—I mean—and so also effective. the description
2: in the book has all—I've never oh. forgotten when he describes like the sound of it creaking like you like an axe doesn't like wood like that description I've that's the one thing from the book I've always
1: remembered it's really powerful and moving his leg and his foot not moving I was like yeah. oh my god that's really strong uh but I, I was it's it's funny because so I watched the movie as a, a teenager in high school again on AMC or something uh and just loved it thought it was great and and I remember telling my mom about it who is a big Stephen King fan mm. and she was like in the movie she, she oh my god you watched that she cuts his foot off and I was like no, no, it's a sledgehammer. Like, no, 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 it's she chops his foot off. And I remember seeing it, and it was just the memory of the book yeah. is so visceral and strong. Oh, yeah. She was convinced in the movie that she chopped his like his foot off with an axe, as opposed to the sledgehammer. Which I was like, that speaks to the, the how good that scene is.
0: Well, that's the that's the thing earlier. So in the book, there's the whole thing where he gets her to get new paper oh. so he can sort of like explore the house a bit but um i think in the book there's there's a thing where she's like i'll do it and then before she does she it angrily punches him in the in the knee yeah oh yeah and when i was describing that to arlo who works here he's like oh yeah i think that's why i stopped reading the book really <laughs> just just, that was too just much. feeling that sensation of her Punching him in the knee which which is then interesting to me because like there's a similar moment in the movie where she takes the paper and basically slams it slams it, laps, yeah. slams it on his laps, slams it on his legs, but just like I think there is just something a little more sadistic and nasty about the book Annie, who's just like Absolutely. like I'm not Michael Myers, I'm not improvising a weapon that's here. I'm just gonna like punch you in the fucking leg <laughs> he's got a temper yeah yeah I got a
1: temper or make him drink dirty dishwater water or like floor oh water yeah oh. that's so early We're yeah like, oh my god it's like, it's
0: like he's so thirsty and she's like fine drink this yeah, and wash your pill down
1: with mop this water mop water because i threw this soup bowl against the wall and it's like <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah uh Book Annie hard, yeah, <laughs> tough, tough, tough lady, uh, <laughs> tough lady, yeah. <laughs> oh, the other some other Goldman stuff I had looked up just yeah. yeah. I was really, so, so Bates was like his first choice right away, sure. which makes perfect sense. But she was not like a star; he had just seen her on Broadway. But there was like no male lead wanted to do this movie. Like everyone turned it down As, at the time. It's like William Hurt. They rewrote it for William Hurt. He still turned it down. Uh, Richard uh, or no who I'm trying to get Dreyfus Dreyfus yeah Dreyfus who turned down apparently when Harry met Sally which I had no idea the fool the fool (laughs) so he was like anything Rob offers me from now on I'm going to take it and they're like okay great he took it and then we sent him the script and he's like no I don't want to do it Uh, (laughs) De Niro Pacino Baby talked about it for a while, but he was doing Dick Tracy, Robert Redford turned it down. They were like, basically anybody who was a star at that time turned it down, and they were like, our 12th choice was James Khan, but he was great. Apparently, I listened to a little bit of the
2: William Goldman commentary, and he did say oh. like, a lot of like these big male stars have a problem. They don't want to be subservient to women. Exactly. That's what you have to be. Yeah. But I think James Khan is incredible. It?
0: So, it's yeah. You could tell it like, barely suppressed rage all the time when he's just like fed up. Like, that's the thing is like, like, I think movies are definitely more about action. And the book is very much about like going crazy in your mind. Yeah. And James Kahn is the perfect one to embody the desire to do the action, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like yeah. not being able to. I think I just had vague memories of the movie when I was reading the book and I was just like, why isn't he trying to get out of bed? Why isn't it? And it's just like, I think it's because it's that James Caan energy right. for Paul Sheldon of like, as soon as Annie leaves he's like I'm gonna crawl out of this bed see if I can open that door <laughs> yeah it'd be
2: like casting like Jim Carrey or something right
1: <laughs> well that I, yeah, Sonnenfeld talked about this in a different interview where he was like James Conn drove him insane because James Conn is like such a physical actor mm. and he's like a former football player in college and like wanted to just he, I, James Conn every scene was like what if I like sat up or something I'm like <laughs> no you can't your legs are broken We if I did a lot of pushups <laughs> what, if, yeah, what if I start doing one arm pushups <laughs> off the side of the bed like, what if we don't, don't do it and so one scene i guess after like months of shooting uh con's like what if i crawled you know what if i could crawl across the room or something and very sonnenfeld goes i spit on the floor and said all right john all right james crawl to my spit <laughs> so they were they were at each other's wow turns. yeah he was pretty serious wow <laughs> yeah but I, but he told that story like it was a light fun thing. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> eh, Jimmy Carter. They're having a good time. They're having a good time. But but it w- I think that really works cuz he's like so pent up and yeah, like yeah. wants to escape and he's so athletic and you're like no he's trapped. It, it really works in that way.
0: Yeah, like it's even one of those things where when we first see him like leave the cabin and get into the car, he just like throws a snowball and goes, "Still got it." And it like <laughs> and it, like isn't setting anything up apart from like just that part of his personality. It's just like, "Yep,
1: still got it. Everything <laughs> works.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm still me."
1: <laughs> Give me that Dom Perignon. <laughs> uh, her pronunciation of Dom Perignon. It's
0: so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. The moment when she makes him burn the book. So like that's the thing. Is like like uh, there's the moment where she realized misery is gone and she and he wants to make these dirty language books yeah um and then she's like well god has given me a sign you've got to burn this you got to get rid of it in the movie it's such a nice thing of like him being like come on i got a million copies all over and she's like i know you don't right i know everything about you uh and then she just slightly she just starts Casually ta- tossing, tossing lighter, lighter fluid on the bed and just sort of being like, "Well, either the book goes up in flames or you do, Paul." And like, it's just such a nice thing because she she isn't she isn't like talking about the many layers of of uh, Kathy Bates. Like, she's not putting out malevolence She's still sort of she's conversational totally in But she's yeah, yeah. And that's the that's I think that's the thing about movie Annie versus book Annie is book Annie can't control it, wouldn't want to control it. But, but movie Annie at least knows what a normal person looks like.
2: Right, and it like that. obviously you get a better sense like she's like mad at her na- all her neighbors hate her also like the media shows up at one point like we know you know all that stuff yeah. but also all the like her like mood swings of like she has her highs like I think she's probably bipolar mm. you know what I mean but I feel like you get such like a sense of her highs and lows and like there's one scene in the movie where she has her low when she comes in yeah. just like
0: really depressed yeah because in yeah. in the book he uh, he's often talking about her just going blank. Yeah, and like when she's when she says I have the blues in the movie, and she's sort of like just holding a gun, like that's when I'm like, oh, that's Kathy Bates doing that blankness, yeah, that, that sadness, and uh, yeah, even just the way she's like, I think I'm gonna load it, like it's just like Woo. so chilling, so chilling. Oh, yeah, the thing I also
2: the book I forgot, like they never they never found the body at first. Like then you find out she like crawled to the that fight is also in the book, like the description of her like choking on like the burnt up paper and like yeah. her head turning like purple and, and eyes black. bulging yeah. and it's just like so grisly. But then the detail they and like we found her body with like her hand
1: on the chainsaw.
2: Oh So yeah. creepy. Yeah. That, like the, was,
1: that is a great, like there's no body in there. It was like, Oh no, no don't oh, do, you no, can't do this oh, to us. YouTube, come on. Yeah, you gotta yeah, yeah, wait five pages to find out.
0: Yeah. What's and that, And that's the thing though too, is that like, like in the movie, it feels a little bit like like there was that moment in the early nineties like in Cape Fear as well, where it's like even in sort of like a prestige thriller, like the guy the the bad guy can't die right, so it was kind of like the fact that there's sort of like the fake out like uh and Annie's dead, nope, she's still fighting, okay, now she's dead, very but scream. It, yeah, but <laughs> it's also in but yeah, it's in the book, and i I take a note of it because it's it's such a such a delicious line. Where he says, "Eat it till you choke, you sick, twisted fuck." Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's such a great line. But it's it's also much better than what is in the book, where like Paul Sheldon is basically like, "I'm going to rape you with these pages down here." Like, some, no, there's some no. weird,
1: king sexual stuff
0: going on. I think the he's times. totally insane at that point himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that it justifies anything, yeah, yeah. but I was- but. But, but it reminded me that the thing that I think is interesting is that while I think the structure is there and apart from the B-plot with the, the detective, like like a lot of it is from King, a lot of the dialogue in the movie is just like Goldman... Doing his own th- like the right, way-
2: they get a lot of, like the dirty birdies and Oogie, Oogie. and all that. stuff. Yeah, yeah, they also the scene that I don't think this is in the book is when he like tries to poison her at dinner. Like yeah. that dinner yeah. scene is a full invention, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I like I guess you want to have a little more like cat and mouse because he's pretty yeah. much just like almost entirely a victim. Yeah, throughout the entire the book, digging. like he sneaks out now and then, and, you know, but yeah, yeah. he doesn't really. And that's the thing is in the book, opera. it's more
0: like he he goes out to get the pills because he's so addicted. He like he right. needs and. And the, the addiction isn't really so much a thing. He, he's much he he's much more able to kick it, so that way he can save the pills to try to poison yeah. uh, Annie in the movie. But. Um the the thing the the one scene that I think like a lot of the dialogue is the same oddly as the one where they're discussing chapter plays. Um, oh yeah, where he first, the he man fr- thing. He first attempts to to write Misery's Return, and he's just been like, I don't know. She got a magical blood transfusion. She's back. Yeah, doctor gets there. And, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. And, and she's like, no, because I remember as a child. I went to the to the serials and they tried to pretend that Rocket Man jumped out of the car, but he didn't jump out of the cockadoodie car. Cockadoodie! You all have amnesia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so good. It's, that is an amazing bit of performance. And yeah, it's great in the book.
0: And yeah, that. and it's also just yeah. That's that's Goldman being like, all right, I don't need to spice this up or or change the. How is Lindsay Krause's Annie Wilkes? Does she like go for it? The thing that's odd is her. I don't know when the the. Um, the audiobook was recorded but i feel like her the sound of her voice however she shapes her mouth sounds a lot like kathy bates oh but like in that moment she underplays it she she kind of says like cockadoodle is like a thrown away fuck like where mm. where kathy bates is like cockadoodle car <laughs> yeah like uh lindsay krauss is like he wasn't in the cockadoodle car Oh. Uh. like but but I mean, it, how would you say it justin <laughs> I mean, because I have Kathy Bates in my head, I would say "Cock a doodle." Okay, car.
2: interesting.
0: <laughs> An homage, but it, but but it is funny because like so, it does make me wonder if the audiobook was recorded after the movie first off, because her characterization sounds so much like yeah, but also like in that moment being like, well, that's the trailer moment. I can't do it exactly like her. That right. would be like they would just think I'm copying. So I'll throw out, or, you know, I'll throw away "Cock a <laughs>
1: Toss. Kind yeah, of, yeah. You
0: know? yeah, yeah, and the oogies and the uh, and all of her other antiisms.
1: Well, that's definitely I think right, because in the in the movie he's already started to basically hide the pills and not take the pills, so he gets off them quickly. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, he goes out and gets them, and I was like, oh, right, for this scene where he's going to try to like overdose her, basically. But it's it's interesting again, an interesting choice in the movie to be like he kicks it really quickly, he just lives with yeah. the pain, whereas then in the book it's just like he is hooked. That's the one thing where he's like, I'm going to get off these. I'm going to get off these eventually. I'm going to get off these. And he just never does until finally he's out of there. And they have to, like, wean him off in the hospital. Yeah. Which is a very, I was like, that's a very King touch. But even beyond that, King has, like, said on the record, to him, Annie Wilkes is cocaine. Specifically, like it's this thing. that... So this book was directed by cocaine, cocaine as well as
2: co-authored. I
1: mean, <laughs> he's literally well, because he was like you know from seventy eight to eighty six. Like one day I woke up and Cujo was in the typewriter and I had no memory of writing it. And wow. It's like you know cocaine will at times inspire to do you to do your best work, and in like w- in the way that he feels misery's return is maybe his best misery novel. But also it will chop off your foot in your thumb and beat the shit out of you. And so he's that's sort of how It'll he, ultimately destroy you. It will eventually yeah break you. So I think Tommy Knockers was the last thing he wrote before he got
2: clean. That,
0: yeah. Yeah, I haven't read that, but I've I've heard it's very apparent. It's wild, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, backtracking to the thumbectomy... Like that's an odd part of the book because I feel like that's the moment we we start jumping ahead, but he actually right. like, jumps past the thumbectomy. I thought I missed but, something yeah, for a yes, second. Yeah. Seriously, yeah, mentions that. Like, when his did he thumb, lose his thumb? Yeah,
1: the thumb too. Yeah,
0: and then has to like slowly, slowly flash back to like yeah, and then I complained about the typewriter dropping keys or something.
2: There's something it reminds me of, and I always find these situations creepy. It's a lot like in Jonestown, you know, when they kill yeah. the senator. And you're know, like, oh, now it's like the apocalypse. Like, the end is coming. And it feels that way when, like, she kills the cops. And, like, yeah. oh, the end is coming. And, like, there's that sense. And, like, you really get that in the book of, like, oh, we are headed down. Like, it is ending yeah, within days. And just that the finality of that that is so like uh it's so creepy to me. i think it's really unsettling
1: that yeah. that Just sensation like, i have two more days to write this book yeah and, or i'm gonna finish this book in two days and then she's gonna kill me and then herself or i'm gonna kill her yeah. it's, yeah, gonna, it's gonna, gonna happen yeah, yeah. yeah. well
0: that's i mean like what do you feel because like that's the thing is i i, I feel like the sense even though a lot of the structure is the same i feel like the sensation of of the two things is different. Like the movie's got like a Hitchcock vibe, like a, a thriller vibe, and you see him scheming. Where I feel like the book is much more uh, hopeless, and like, and like, like it's not like he's given up but it's also just sort of like he's got a lot more challenges in the book I would say, than more just
2: any will you know yeah. yeah. but he also like triumph like I do like that he like he enjoys writing the book I thought that's a cool choice it's yeah. not like he's not like I hate this whole thing the whole time you know he actually does rediscover loving writing that Yeah. you know um, so th- I think the movie is like a great adaptation of a lot of like unfilmable things yeah, yeah. you're know, like yeah that is as what a mov- misery movie should be like I don't know how you could do a better adaptation and also it's only like an hour and 47 minutes yeah. it just ends yeah movies don't just end anymore <laughs> right. this thing just ends <laughs> yeah. we got she he kills her there's
0: one scene it's over yeah yeah that's how yeah, it should yeah. be even even the book has like three like denouement yeah. scenes like the movie's just like no we got it we got it it's great to to my taste, all the all the sort of like added movie stuff is is an improvement. Like 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 yeah, I, like I enjoy it, and not not the least being, of course, like uh, Buster. Just because like right. Richard Farnsworth is he's he's almost like Marge and Fargo, um, but you know, with like a you know. Sam, El- Sam Elliott, Richard Farnsworth vibe. I don't know.: uh, <laughs> Yeah more West.: Oh wait there, hold on. That was another line that was his that I liked. It was when he was, going to, when he was going to look at the car, and his wife, Virginia's behind him, and he falls into the snowbank oh, yeah. before he can find the car, and she's like, "Do you need any help?" <laughs> and uh, uh, what, is, what is the line? That kind of sarcasm is what's given us our. Oh, sorry. That kind of sarcasm is what's given our marriage real spice. <laughs> yes, I love that line. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, no, he's just so charming. He's so great chemistry the two yeah. of them. Yeah,
1: you know it's always fun to like watch someone like crack a case, right? Like that's an <laughs> ad, a nice added on. Yeah. like when he puts that line together and he's going to look to the library for old newspaper clippings. You're like, yes, this is the stuff I want. Men yeah. searching through newspapers. You for get captions. the sense in the book that like everybody knows who
2: Annie Wilkes is in yeah. town in Sidewinder. I guess like you don't mm. get that sense so much in the and like movie. they have plenty
0: yeah. of reason to stay away because she's known as like. She's the original Karen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Do you ever see that viral video someone made of, like, of someone, a woman doing a piss-poor rendition of Annie Wills asking for a Paul Sheldon books in, like, a Barnes & Noble worked, or something? Yeah. And, like, but people thought it was real, but King fans knew.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was like a local theater troupe. Or something. Oh no, it was like they were like doing Misery as a play.
2: Oh, oh well, maybe she was great. I, I did not say anything. <laughs> and so I mean, yeah, I I
1: local theater troupe, local theater, little improv I
2: everywhere. Well, in the I just felt, in felt bad for like the clerk. Like, don't inflict your theater <laughs> on an unwilling <laughs> this participant. Is the, yeah, always. The <laughs> <laughs> you oh you can wreck it. You know, yeah. Yeah. someone coming here doing their I Claudius at your face. Yeah, you mm-hmm. wouldn't be happy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it does. That does (laughs) remind me about way there was like a a influencer who came in and didn't they make like to give people a prize? They made them say to you like, "We want feet pics" or something like that. What? Yeah, I don't
2: like that.
1: Was,
0: yeah. We would always say at the last bookstore, you might get this here.
2: I know it drives me crazy. People would like pose for a picture with a book and then put it down. <laughs> right. like, like, you're not buying that. <laughs> That's like Stolen Valor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> stolen Goodreads. Valor, yeah. Right? <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Anything else to say about Misery? I don't know. They're both great. Yeah. Very complimentary.
1: Yeah.
0: It's been a long time since I've seen Stand By Me, so I don't even know if I would like like if I I would probably rank this above Stand By Me as far as like a Rob Reiner Stephen King adaptation
1: it was yeah probably
0: was,
2: Yeah. but they're both good from I been a while since I, I used to love Stand By Me as a kid yeah they both feel very Stephen King-y mm-hmm. they capture his like essence yeah.
1: And that was the only reason. So, like, they wanted... Reiner wanted to do it, and they're like, has anyone bought the rights to it? And it was like, what? No one's bought the rights? Why? And it was... King was, like, holding on to it, because mm. he's like, this is one of my best books, and I don't want to just sell it to anybody. It's so personal, yeah. too. It's, it's total. And Reiner, because of Stand By Me, like, him doing well by that, he was like, okay, I'll sell it to you.
2: And Rob Reiner's commentary, which I listened to a little bit of, he was saying, like, he really related to Paul Sheldon, because he was, like, a s- sitcom actor that no one... He's trying to do something different, and no one was taking him seriously, so that's that was, like, his end to the story. Yeah.
1: There's a New Girl episode called Misery where <laughs> Rob Reiner plays her dad on that show. I play <laughs> Zoe Digital's dad and she, like... Miseries him briefly. Oh, nice! So it, it has a long tail. This movie. I
2: did send to Justin a SNL sketch.
1: Oh yeah, it was misery with, Two. Misery too with
2: Roseanne playing <laughs> Annie Wilkes, but she gets Dana Carvey who's like given up playing the church lady.
1: Right. So she wants him uh, to bring
2: back the church lady, and that's the base. Of it. It's pretty, and I, I'll say Roseanne's a lunatic now.
0: Probably always was. Pretty good Annie Wilkes. Yeah, and and I commented in the text that like as a kid I remember taping because I wouldn't always <laughs> yes. like I was I was young okay yes. I wouldn't always stay up to watch *Siren Night Live but I would tape it and then watch it later and like that one the fake prosthetic for Paul's twisted legs freaked me out enough as a kid that I like fast forwarded through the rest of the sketch <laughs> it was too harrowing yeah
2: um, and now you live for that sick shit yeah how many times have you watched Terrifier 2?
0: <laughs> seven? well yeah so that makes it a Terrifier 14. Wow. Yeah. That's how yeah. math works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me just double check. There's nothing else I want to hit. And I think we can just wrap it up and do a little, little, our vote
1: for vote. Oh yeah. We got to vote. Cast your votes. For what? Look, if you're mad about Amy books, you got to vote.
2: <laughs> we'll right. vote her. Is she in out. office? Yeah. 2020, I can see her being on the GOP ticket. <laughs> she, like with I, Marjorie Taylor. Not that know? far off, you know, <laughs>
1: you know, <laughs> All right. I, I guess I was going to say also we should get into the fact that she's like an angel of death nurse yes. who murders a bunch the of big The dragon babies. lady. And babies. Yeah, she becomes like the maternity ward head and, in Denver. That was actually
0: the thing that I thought was funny in the movie is because like in the book there's just like a long thing describing how she systematically went from hospital to hospital, first, first killing old folks, and then eventually killing babies, and then that's where it went awry. Um, but in the movie, he's just like flipping through yeah. the clippings, An exposition book, and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's like clearly like moments where they just like stay on his face. We don't need to see every clipping, so like I feel like we miss a lot of like like there probably were like prop clippings for a lot of the things oh, <laughs> described right. in the. Thing. Also, that scrapbook is almost, like, too well put together. Like, this is, like, beautifully yeah.
2: made. Like, oh, with, like, cool. little clips from, like, birth announcements. and something. Like, Annie, you have a real talent. You're real
0: crafty. laid <laughs> this down yeah, so Yeah, nice, Annie, you're so good at I this. I mean, she, do- she does have that shrine <laughs> to Paul with, the, with right. the books in hardcover and paperback laid out. So, you know. <laughs> that was, like, in, um... The Batman, you guys see the, the Robert Pattinson
2: one? Oh, yeah. Where the Riddler makes his videos. I'm like, hes they all have like a very, like, a video you'd see at, like, Halloween horror nights. No. <laughs> You're know, like, look at this messed up font. You know what I right. mean? Like,
0: he's got a real future in, like, theme park promo. <laughs> in, a, in a complete non segment with that, me. did you ever see the Nightmare on Elm Street remake? Of course. Who are you talking to? There's, like, it's that terrible. scene where one of the guys is doing a web video. And then he's like, like his head is slammed into the camera and that's the end of the video. And it's like, who posted that?
1: (laughs) Did did Freddy Krueger post the video? You know, like (laughs) take this off
2: this card SD card. I'm going to put it (laughs) up. You don't want Freddy hacking your account. That's one (laughs) thing you don't want. Is that in his dream? (laughs) Witch powers? I don't know.
0: I don't know great poster yeah i'm sorry i had to bring that up well I, that's and, how
1: my brain works that's very good i will just go back to your saying she has a flair because he literally says do you have, have you always been a designer or do you just have flair oh and i just love the how sarcastic con is the whole yes, movie he's he just so, hates her he hates, loathes her just so, and just so subtly can just twist the yes. knife real quick like it's so good whereas in the book he's way too scared to do that at a right. certain point where con really there's that moment where he like flips her off through the window he would never, in the never. Book. There's the mo- it's when the thumbectomy scene, like he waves at her, and I thought, oh, is he gonna like flip her off? Is that like from the movie? And he's like just so beaten down. It's like he waves his hand that still has all five fingers, and I was like, oh, oh no, he would never, he right. would never flip her off in the window. Yeah, not yeah. Th- not this Annie. not th- not that Annie, not this. Paul. Yeah,
0: especially because like she flips him off, and then she's like, you fooler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, silly guy. Yeah. Oh, uh, I I did wonder. Did you think she had any inkling that he had? was trying to slip something into her drink and contrive to knock it over or or it just was like
1: it seemed like dumb luck yeah but
0: i love how just devastated he is yeah his face face, he's just
2: crushed yeah like how many weeks did he like take to put that together yeah oh
0: but it also is like one of those perfect things too about like the B plot with with Buster is like it's like oh he's cracking it he's cracking he's crack and in the end he still gets murdered and Paul has to save himself
1: which it's, that's another great and I felt kind of Coen Z brother moment where he's in the the bedroom and then he keeps peeking out and she peeks out that's at really funny I love that <laughs> yeah. and does it two more times and <laughs> yeah he <can> go upstairs <laughs> so good oh that great yeah
2: do we think she spiked his cocoa.
1: I do think oh, so, right? Oh, I feel yeah. like that was That's definitely... pretty
2: bold though to like just kill the sheriff.
1: Yeah. But I well, did that's... wonder,
2: you would never know with Annie Wilkes.
1: You never know what yeah. she's, she's pushing it. it. So I was like it felt that, like well, don't drink right, it.
0: Right, that she pushed but it, you're you right. don't
1: know, but I who knows? Maybe not.
0: But she, that yeah. that's also why then she's like and now we must end it and he's like wait, let me finish the book.
1: Give me a day.
0: Yeah. Which does make me wonder, did he just not I guess he I guess he doesn't he mentions to the guy in the hardware store, or, or the general store, Annie Wilkes, but is like, "Did she do something wrong? No, she's great. She's great." Yeah. So like, no one necessarily knows that he's gone. It would take replace.
2: a day or so of people to put it together, probably. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, cool. I think I think we've wrung uh, uh, this mop bucket dry, and we're ready to drink <laughs> it down. Well, yum. Um, so there's there's three questions okay. that we ask and then we see how how it all washes out. First question is, Mark, yes, did you like the book? Yes. Did you like the movie? Yes. Which of the two is better? I don't
2: know. They're so diff- they're both great for yeah. their own I don't that's oh. Yeah.
0: Maybe the book. I think ultimately
2: okay. I would come down on the book just cuz but it's also it's all for the reasons cuz things you can't do in a movie essentially like yeah. the description of I think I think I'll say the book, but also the movie's wonderful. It's really close, but I ultimately got to go with, you couldn't have the movie without the book, but That's then true. the book has more racism. Yes. <laughs> so that is a knock. It's it's and the true. movie has Richard Farnsworth and Francis Sterhagen. but ultimately I think I have to go with the book.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, they also do make any racist in the book, more racist in the book.
2: Yeah, she's a little racist in the movie. Yeah, she calls
1: someone uh, an Italian slur, which I was like, oh, wait, whoa, whoa. Just so casually. Yeah, just
0: throws it in there. Anyway, drops it out. You know, Colorado. Yeah. Um, All right, sir, Tyler,
1: did you like the book? Loved it. Did you like the movie? Loved it. Which of the two is better? I don't know. I I'm, I'm right? still don't know. I, it's the closest this has been of any really? of the ones we. I for me personally, I think it's you're. I think you're right. The book is a probably a richer text that offers more it's more layered. layers stuff. Yeah, it's it's interesting about writing and and addiction in ways that the movie can't really get into or deal with i guess i'll for that reason i'll give it to the book but say it, it's probably the closest to a, a platonic ideal of an adaptation of like yeah excises all the stuff even the good stuff that just can't make it to the screen right yeah. and makes a really effective movie it'd be oh, like a four-hour movie it'd be it, yeah, and nobody it, wants we have enough of those four-hour movie of a guy and a typewriter <laughs> yes filling in ends and because there's not an end on the keyboard so it's i i think the movie just totally works on its own it's it's a banger. Kathy Bates is amazing. John yeah. A. James Con is great. So you should definitely see the movie, but I'll give it to the book.
0: Nice. Um, Justin, ask yourself a question. <laughs>
1: Justin, did you like the book? For the record. Yes,
0: I did like the book. <laughs> a different
2: Justin showed up. Is this Lindsay <laughs> Kraus? In our midst?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Justin, did you like the movie? Yes, I did like the movie. <laughs> Which is better? Um, I think... I, I agree. I think this is the tightest one because it is such a... A different experience that are excellent in different ways and it's funny because I've 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 seen the movie first I, I read the book for the first time for this podcast oh um, so it was it was the kind of thing like as I was reading the book I was missing things from the movie but then oddly when I rewatched the movie last night I was missing things from the book like 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 so both of them had nuances that I wish the other had which they can't right um so it's really tough. I think just because of the fact that the book is one, I'll say the movie. Um, so two to one, the book is one. Uh, what a
1: w- decision! Down goes misery! <laughs> Rob Reiner eats it! Oh, God, no, no. He's,
0: he's been hobbled.
1: You no, took his leg, Justin.
0: He's in. still got his thumb, though. He's got all the thumbs. Um, Thank you so much, Mark, for being here. Thank you for having me. What a delight. Yeah, and if you're a a movie fan, you should check out the Two Old Queens Patreon. It's a wonderful podcast in which they discuss movies and decide exactly how gay they are using a Byzantine scoring system, uh, which is infuriating and delightful in equal measure. (laughs) Um, uh, Alan, actually, our missing co-host, was uh, on an episode of the show. He brought in... Demolition Man. Demolition Man, which was not very
2: gay. It's not not gay. I did say Demolition Man was like, oh, this is like an example of you know, like gay homo futurism. Like if they were gay fascists, <laughs> they would. That's because that's essentially who's running the city of New Angel, San Angeles. San I think. Angeles, yeah, yeah, is like. A gay fascist. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, I love Demolition Man. It's, it's great. Great description. Of that and movie. I looked. <laughs> a, I googled afterward. Homo futurism mm-hmm. doesn't exist. Oh, so maybe I coined it.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think you coined it, and you need to write like a paper. And we're sort of firm, We're <laughs> Yeah, we're firming so. it up here. We're my we're only example is
2: Demolition Man. <laughs> <laughs> so if you know more, let me know. I got to read
0: more Ursula Le Guin. I guess. <laughs> nice. Um, we all do. I definitely. Thank you. We, I definitely do. <laughs> oh shit! Political. Yeah. Not to get uh, political, but <laughs> so barring any any uh, unforeseen badness, next month we are doing Agatha Christie's Halloween party, which has been turned into Kenneth Branagh's A Haunting in Venice. I'm not sure how. I've read that book. It does not take place in Venice, and there's no haunting. But. We'll see. This this is going to be a fun one because I think they're going to wildly depart from the book. Um so yeah, uh, if you want to get ahead on it, uh, that's what that's what we're doing next month. Um and uh yeah, I'm going to slowly trail off put the music bit down, <laughs> like we're still talking. About <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, just the, the music slowly commercial. comes in.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Skylight Books podcast series. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to check out the book featured in this episode or others, please visit skylightbooks.com. If you're in the Los Angeles area, stop by for one of our live in-person author events. You can find a calendar on our website. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. It really helps us out. Our music is by Duck the Piano Wire. Till next time.